welcome to Bear Attack, the show you can put on while you're road tripping and you'll never be truly alone oh because God. you'll always have your thoughts and us. Both of those things can be dangerous at times, so watch your hands. <laughs> the one you just heard, that's Sam Oceans. We call him Panda Bear. And with us is our long-haired co-host, Ooh. Mr. Nate Patton. Yes. Call him Blitz Bear. And I am Sam Montano. I'm Polar Bear. And I'm going to be doing most of the talking in this episode. Excellent. And, you're, and you're I the least have a annoying question to, to start to off anyway. with for you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm all ears. My okay. ears are big. Why... Why are there so many monster sightings in the south and none in the north? When I was writing this episode, I was trying to find vampires in the Civil War, and all I found was basically the plot of of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> yes. And we'll we'll breeze through that real quick at the beginning of the episode because it's kind of boring, and if you've seen the movie, you've pretty much seen this plot. But almost all of the monsters reported in the Civil War were in the south. In, like, Virginia, Tennessee, and Georgia. That makes and sense. I have a theory. Hmm. I think it's because rednecks are more afraid of not having a story that one-ups their buddy at the a bonfire than they are of actually dying. <laughs> <laughs> we want yeah. answers, and we are willing to get a story to get them. Yeah, that's, that, is that so sounds true. about right. That is so, so true. Yeah, I hear your story about that giant squid, but man, I gotta tell you, my sister's cousin's wife once had a run-in with a, a large crawdad. <laughs> they oh tell me down God. there at the Red Lobster is just a lobster, but I don't think they know what they're talking about. His name was Charlie Brown. He was, I, saw, <laughs> I, I seen it too. It's, it's all true. Oh my god, that's hilarious. We had a big CB. It's like that Jeff Foxworthy joke that all uh, aliens show up to rednecks because they don't want to be found out and rednecks have no credibility with the media. <laughs> right. All right, let's do this this quick boring one that if you've seen the Abraham Lincoln movie, you've pretty much gotten the, the gist of this. <laughs> that's what she said. And this is the only one from the North. <laughs> all right. Because the North made propaganda for why they had such casualties. Oh, it wasn't Confederate soldiers. It was uh, the Jersey Devil. (laughs) Yeah, so at the beginning of the Civil War, both sides pretty much had the same size army and they were pretty equally matched. But then towards the second and third year of the war, the Union started outnumbering the Confederacy by like two to one like so many guys hmm. and they were still like whooping the the union sometimes and then there were battles like gettysburg where it should have just been the union just trouncing the south and then um like another battle that we're going to talk about which was in the Chicam- chickamauga <laughs> chickamauga oh the south has such fun words it's hmm. yeah that's a good one and I have to say it a lot this episode. So the, in the Battle of Chickamauga, there was something like 37,000 casualties in like a day. And so the Union was saying, there's no way 
that those Johnny Rebs can keep up with us. We're the best. And so they started spreading the story that most of the rich plantation owners were vampires who supported slavery because the slaves were their food source as an inconspicuous way because nobody cared what happened to slaves because they were considered property. Mm. So they were they were sending in their vampire families to bolster the ranks of the confederacy when it looked like they were starting to lose so that they could keep their slaves. But then when it was looking like people were onto them, they pulled out and they decided to find another way to get food. Wait, so their blood. Is this actually the plot of Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter? I mean, it's very similar because so all the vampires in America in Abraham Lincoln are supposed to be from one guy in the movie who owns a plantation in the south and owns slaves because he needs them at, for their blood. Cuz I would totally go see this covid reject movie that's now being released in 2021 because that's how all the movies are now <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i think we could write a better movie using this and just like follow one vampire that got thrown into the war for this reason i think we could movie but yeah so that was sounds, that's the basic of the, the one thing so from good. the north it's good, but it's boring. There was no like, and this guy was a vampire. I thought uh, in that movie that uh, turned out John Wilkes Booth was a vampire. I think so. I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. But every time you search vampires in the Civil War, all you get is like, is you get this, <laughs> and then you get Abraham Lincoln, vampire hunter. So here's where it gets good. Once you start reading all the accounts of monsters from the Confederate soldiers... But our first one happens in that place that was hard for me to say, Chattawanga. Chattawanga. I thought you said Chuckamonga. It's like Chattamonga, Chattamooga. Ch it's not Chattanooga? Um, no, no, no. It's, it's Chickamauga. It's between Chattanooga, Tennessee and Lafayette, Georgia on the Georgia side, I've which is important. Keep that in mind. Also, from to go from Chattanooga to Lafayette, it's 28.4 miles, and it takes approximately 39 minutes passing the Chickamauga Battlefield uh, State Park. I think it's Chickamauga. I think you're saying it right. That sounds familiar. In 1863, the Union was trying to take uh, Chattanooga, Tennessee, because it was a major railroad stop. and a major. So if you control the railroads, you control the world. Like I said, 37,000 troops died at the battle. And there was a lot of reports of a green-eyed monster with long, wispy hair and walked around on two feet, but more of like a more of a shuffle than a walk. Mm. And it was hunched, and it had two, like, like elephant tusks, but going up. Mm. Does that make sense? Like Would... like um reverse walrus face. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Reverse wal the full reverse walrus. <laughs> A favorite position of uh, Chickamauga. 
Oh, gross. <laughs> of the Chickamongamongans. It's it's what they replace cowgirl with. <laughs> Chickamongans, like reverse walrus. <laughs> wow, this took a turn. <laughs> Hey, baby. Reverse cowgirl, excuse me. Hold on a second. They, they don't do that in <laughs> not in Chattanooga. <laughs> oh maybe uh, maybe in Lafayette, but all aboard the Chattanooga choo choo. <laughs> <laughs> in Tennessee, no go. God, what is happening right now? Okay. Because okay. you don't turn your you back did? on family. Oh my god. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Did I tell that joke on the podcast? Yeah, yes. you have. But for those of you who haven't heard, maybe you can put it together. We are making fun of white rednecks in the South. If nobody understands that, it's be very clear. I feel like that was probably on a Patreon episode. I'm not sure if that would have made it through on to our clean podcast. But Fair enough. Also, <laughs> sometimes. Before anybody starts writing me hate mail, I can make fun of them. My family's from there. Mm. Tennessee, North Carolina area. I have family in Georgia. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Those are the people that are be laughing at these jokes the best. Mm. <laughs> he's he, he, he gonna be right there oh my god that's funny <laughs> <laughs> back to bigfoot back to bigfoot so we have sightings of this monster with green eyes that comes to be known as old green eyes at the chickamauga battlefield and it's seen all throughout the civil war and all the way after it all the way to the 1970s which is where our story begins in the 70s? Yeah. Get so out. this one makes this episode because it's on a, a Civil War battlefield. Get out your bell bottoms and your Mila Kunis's and let's go roller skating. Now this is this is the 70s in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Okay, oh boy. So. They're still just wearing jeans. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't the think the bell bottoms made been. it to Chattanooga. Nope. Jeans and overalls, sir. Honestly, Chattanooga, you didn't miss out well, on anything, in my opinion. I know that's that's not going to track well with some people, but... Well, the year is 1974, and the hero of our story emerges, Mike, a 17-year-old boy just trying to date a Georgia Bell mm. named Emma Jo. Oh, man. Teenage boys, man. Total horse. So, uh... Mike... Lives in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Emma Jo lives in, this, in small town Lafayette, Georgia. And that's why it's relevant that it's 28.4 miles away and it takes 39 minutes to get there because halfway between Chattanooga and Lafayette is Chickamauga. Okay. On a two-lane little back road. And Mike is supposed to go and pick up Emma Joe and go out on a date that night. But Mike doesn't have his own truck. He shares a truck with his older brother. And for those of you who don't have older siblings and have to share things with them, as the younger sibling, 
you have to do things to bribe your older siblings to get the thing. As it should be. So he's late because he has to do stuff for his older brother so that he can get the truck to take Emma Joe out that night. Mm-hmm. So he's already late. So he decides instead of taking the uh, the well-lit, well-traveled route through towns, he's going to go straight through the backwoods and through the Chickamauga Battlefield Park. There's no lights. It's pitch black. It's like 8 o'clock at night. He is just rolling to beat the band because he's got to go get his date. He's cruising down the road and just about halfway through the Chickamauga Battlefield uh, Park. I see. I told you I was going to say it a lot this episode. (laughs) He sees another car in the other lane with these just weird green headlights. And he's looking at him. He's like, that's a weird color. But it's the 70s. People do weird things. And maybe it helps him see better in the mist on this road. Yeah. So he keeps going along. Fog lights. Yeah. So he keeps chugging along. And the green lights are swerving a little bit now. They got kind of this weird flow about them. They keep moving into his lane and then back into their lane. He's thinking, well... Maybe they've had a couple already this evening and they're driving home and maybe they've got a really rough or a really clapped out suspension so the thing just wanders all up and down the road. So he's cruising and he starts laying on the horn because they keep coming further and further into his lane. You know, he's got to get he's got a date with Emma Joe. I don't like he's it. He's busy tonight. I'm scared. No, he's not. he isn't busy yet, but he wants to be. <laughs> he's trying to get busy. So he's cruising, and he's honking on his horn, he's flashing the brights, he's doing everything in his power to warn these people that he's coming. He does everything but lay on the brakes because he's trying to get through. And then... He's late. Suddenly he starts seeing those headlights, and they're not getting any brighter or getting any dimmer or anything. They're just kind of the same. like More like glowing eyes than headlights. He decides... Those are weird headlights, but maybe they're not headlights at all. And then the thing, the green orbs step over into his lane and are just heads up with him in his lane. So he jerks the wheel to the left, jumps down in the ditch, runs across the field, the battlefield, and hits a tree. No. And he's just out of it. The horn's blaring, there's steam coming up through the radiator from the front end of the truck that's all smashed he's get pissed off because he doesn't know what was up on the road or what hit him or uh what his brother's gonna do to him when he finds out that he smashed up the truck and he pulls his head up and starts looking around make sure he's all got all of his parts and pieces in the same in the right places making sure his nose didn't end up on the back of his head from getting hit so hard because, you know, it's the 70s in an all-steel truck. Right. And seatbelt laws didn't exist yet. Yeah, you know that truck isn't from the 70s either. Oh, no. <laughs> it's basically a lead brick with a motor in it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, he starts hearing a shuffling sound in the foliage on the on the ground behind the truck. And he turns around and he sees those green orbs are coming. And then he turns back around to try and get 
um, out of the truck, but the door is stuck shut. And then he hears the shuffling some more, but now it's on the other side. And it's traveling, and he turns to look, and then it's on his other side. And so somehow this, whatever it is, is making its way all the way around the truck. And then suddenly the shuffling stops. And out of nowhere, mm. something lands on top of his truck, right on the hood. And he can see through the cracked windshield, something standing on two legs. And it's gray, and it's just skin and bone with long, wispy hair and tusks sticking straight up out of its lower jaw and these green glowing eyes mm. and then from behind him he hears a car horn honking and he blinks and the monster's gone Whew. Whoa. and when the people get up to him they notice not footprints but looks like Two something, two big somethings were dragged right next to each other, made a long line track all the way around the truck, and see two big dents, like something's giant paws landed on the hood of the truck. Everybody thinks that old Green Eyes is a devil that's always lived in the forest that was brought back, or was brought to the surface by the bloodshed of the war and the deaths on the Chickamauga battlefield. Mm. Which it's hard to sound tough saying the word Chickamauga. Chickamauga. Yeah, this is at least 15 times you said that now. <laughs> mm -hmm. At this point I'm just trying to see how many times I can say it. <laughs> it is. It's it's like the most like you you think about all the horrors of the Civil War and just oh my god. The the absolute blood like it's one of the just gnarliest conflicts like you you know we have vietnam and, and world war ii and the war on terror and just all the horrors that come from that but the civil war is just like utter stupidity tactics wise where you know you just got fields of people just blasting straight into each other and you know like they'd say like there would be battles where like the blood would like flow so deep in places that like it would come into soldiers' boots and stuff, and you know their eyes are all bloodshot and their lips are cracked and bleeding from all the gun smoke and everything. And you know we're talking several hundred thousand like uh, aren't like men in one in one battle, like just just masses of people dying everywhere and everything. And then you know it it brings this demon forth, and it's all like so terrifying. But it all happened in Chickamauga. Well, it is the it is the most American lives lost in any conflict ever. Yeah, like there was the first like battle in uh, Gettysburg, um, also known locally as Gettysburg. But um, I had some friends that lived there. They kept sent, talking about this hill that like some a few over several tens of thousand men died trying to take this hill, and I kept going, "Where is the hill?" And it was like a little like. Like it was like a maybe a ten foot rise, <laughs> but ten ten feet by like fifty feet, you know, is like how what the slope was or something like that. It doesn't look like much of a hill, <laughs> but the, that's oh, the kind of it, 
the high ground, you know, you gotta have it. But I was just like looking it at this. It makes all the difference. I'm like looking at this field and I'm like, people died trying to defend this. This is so silly. It's really sad. I get like a mountain, but like a little bunny hill, really? There were, there were, this there is were, my bunny hill. There were better hills for sure. Bigger, bigger hills <laughs> later on. Oh, they really upped their hill game later in the war. <laughs> they, they did. Well, just a just a day later, even. It really is kind of like a civil, like a a nation size sibling sibling blah, sibling rivalry. Why am I on a podcast? Yeah, except that families that had two sons would have a son sign up on one sign up on one side, one side up on the other side. So no matter what, their family was on the winning side. <laughs> Or the losing side, depending on how you look at it. You never, you never uh, note the the losers, Nathaniel. Sheesh. You just take them out to pasture and shoot them after they lose, you know. Out to pasture. You guys want to hear a story about how a river monster uh, sank a Confederate gunboat and the theory of what it actually might have been? Yes. Cool. Because this happens in the dumbest way possible. All right. <laughs> well, the story goes that a Confederate gunboat was traveling down the White River in Arkansas. Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And Our they were headed down too. to. They were I'm headed sorry. down to help a cargo boat full of supplies for their men get get back up the river. And when suddenly they look off the port side of the gunboat and wouldn't you know it they see a white skinned creature that's about three horses long and about as tall as a covered wagon when it stood when it was standing up crouch down and slide down into the river and it disappears into the water and suddenly and the bottom of the boat, down by the keel, they start hearing knocking noises and feeling something hitting and running into the boat. And in all of their panic, they run the boat aground, and it sinks from the damage incurred from running aground in the White River. <laughs> if the river's knocking, don't come a-rocking. So that's how the White River monster, that's still seen... Still reported to be seen, and uh, still hunted for, sank a Confederate gunboat. And the my favorite, my favorite theory of what it might be, is that there was a rogue elephant seal that swam up the rivers from the ocean <laughs> into Arkansas, and was hanging out on the. This is where the term reverse walrus comes from, didn't you know? <laughs> That's a have really... you ever seen an elephant seal? They're horrifying. An abomination, they are. to be sure. They're gigantic. But They're just like gigantic fat cells is what it, with horns. <laughs> gigantic fat cells. That's really far just south Just the for miracle one. it would take for an elephant seal... That's from the Arctic Oceans to get into a river in Arkansas. Oh my gosh. I mean... In reality, yeah. it was probably some kind of reptile. 
Well, I don't think there's like, I don't think Gators are up in Arkansas, are they? I mean, I if there's like a Florida, Louisiana, Texas situation. It'd be a lot shorter for a Gator to get there than an elephant seal, though. I know, but the elephant seal is way more fun. I mean, if we were if we're making a movie about it, it's an elephant seal. Elephant seal all day. So screw that! Ever... It's a giant manatee. Let's just let's just put it out there. Manatee. It... They have feet. That's um. Do they really? Don't they just have like mm-hmm. flippers? No, they kind of look like feet. In a, a manatee kind of skeleton is terrifying to look at. Ooh. <laughs> Google. Another good Google. I one time was driving home. And there was this massive thing just sitting in the road, kind of doing a little dance. And uh, <laughs> it was an owl. And owls are the... F- ah, I don't know what it is about them. They freak me out. Like, just their big They're eyes. They're so big. That's what it is. Yeah, the thing's like three or four feet tall. Like, I drove by and it, like, looked at me they can through rotate the driver their window. head, like, 360 degrees, too. There's, there's something freaky about them when you see them in the wild. And they just look angry. Dude, great horned, great horned owls freak me out, dude. The first time I ever saw one, it like flew over me, and you couldn't even hear it coming. It just like suddenly was like on a tree branch ahead of me, and it's they're huge. They're like yeah. You think they're kind of smallish because they're birds, and you're used to seeing like pigeons. They got like a six foot wingspan. They're gigantic. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, they're so cute. Like we have that restaurant, the Toasted Owl. Um, mm-hmm. The first time I ever held hands with a girl was in the Toasted Owl for one of Polar Bear's student films. <laughs> Thank you, Cecily, for letting us film in your restaurant <laughs> that entire semester. <laughs> and there's owls everywhere. I'm like, no, these aren't cute. These are like, these are like blood penguins, like the kind of penguins that would eat you. <laughs> <laughs> blood penguins <laughs> oh, they're, man- they're so big they're man-eating penguins yeah they're 18 to 25 inches tall so i could see how bird. i could see how a bunch of soldiers going down the river and they see this like thing flopping up I, I i really want it to be an elephant seal they see this elephant seal slide into the water and it's just like, whoa what is that <laughs> And with that big old snout, too, that really make it look like a monster if you've never seen one before. Elephant seals are terrifying, too, because if they decide to attack you, they're just like, all they got to do is just run you over and you're dead. Because <laughs> they weigh like, so big. like a few thousand pounds, yeah? Yes. Like they're a, just a giant thing of blubber. Like Ocean said, they're giant fat cells. It's not uncommon for them to weigh um, over a ton, if I'm not mistaken. The elephant seal might be a little out of left field for some people. So we'll finish this off on something that we all agree on. Something that we all believe in with all of our heart and soul and know that it's true. (gasps) The return. I'm talking Bigfoot, y'all. The return. Ah! Not not thistle hair, the Christmas bear. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about Civil War. Two Confederate soldiers in Virginia spotting Bigfoot. And it's a story that goes a little something like this. All right. 
So two privates in the Civil War whose names I forgot to write down because I'm a rush storyteller and not the best person. <laughs> yep. This uh, lowers my opinion of you significantly. I'm just kidding. I didn't write down their names because I wrote down the basic story structure and then I couldn't find the my site again. Oh, okay. Like I couldn't find the website because it's like it, it gives their rank and their name and like their family lineage and I didn't write it down because it was so much and then I just like wrote the story and I was like I'll be able to find that again okay nope I was real deep in the internet <laughs> <laughs> so these two brave heroes of the confederacy <laughs> were standing watch where you might ask in Virginia you thought what? I was going to say Chickamauga again, didn't you? <laughs> I would have. I would have liked well, it. Well, technically, you did say Chickamauga again. <laughs> Ooh, got him. <laughs> anyway, so these two, these uh, two gentlemen spot uh, something standing out in the woods, and they immediately think Union soldier on his own, answering nature's call, thinking that he's by himself and not being watched. So they start a sneaking up on him because they're going to get themselves a Union soldier and they're going to take him back to their commanding officer and they're about to get a level up. Dude, that really does show you how... Can you imagine like going to kill someone? Like, it's like, where do you draw the line? I'm, I wouldn't kill someone while they're relieving themselves. Um, but then, you know, you, you get put in battle and it's like, anything for a kill. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were going like, to kill him. They were going to catch him. No, oh, okay. you know what I would do? I, I would be this That's guy. Different. After you're done relieving yourself, and then you just make a noise behind the guy, and he turns around real quick and gets his junk caught in a zipper, and then you shoot him in the face. Oh, God. Good Lord. <laughs> okay, so these boys are taken prisoners, and you boys need to go see your people again. So it's like in Call of Duty when there's like the, the AFK guy. It's like there's no honor in killing someone who's not at the keyboard, and then Oceans is over there just teabagging the crap out of this guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I would shoot him. I, I do it all the time. I'm like, see guys, I went positive that game. But <laughs> these are just I a... went postal on the dude's penis. <laughs> oh my gosh. So these two Confederate soldiers are sneaking up on... You know what? Let's give them names. What do you guys want to call them? Judd and... Uh, Wilfred. Yeah. Judd and Wilfred? Yeah, I think I think that's two good Southern names. All right, I like it. So Judd and Wilfred. Private Judd and Lance Private... Wilfred. <laughs> Wilfred. <laughs> that's what we're going to name Bigfoot. Wilfred. The Bigfoot. See this figure... That they think is relieving himself in the in the woods. So they go walking up and sneaking up on him. And as they get closer and closer, he starts getting taller and taller until he's about 10 feet tall. That's what she said. And they say, there's, there's something wrong there. And we don't even see that third leg. He's just a, a tall old gentleman. <laughs> So, once the the wind uh, gusts up real quick, and they're uh, they're downwind of him because you know, or 
They're upwind? No, they're downwind because they smell him, right? You want to be downwind of things you're sneaking up on? Yes. I have downwind written up, so it must be right. It's in. It, I wrote it, so it must be correct. So they're downwind of this figure. And as they're noticing that he's got hair all over and he is not wearing Union Blue. And he's 10 feet tall, <laughs> roughly. And they smell rotting meat. And Ooh. just this stank. Like somebody's been eating deer in the woods and hasn't taken a shower in their entire lives. Ugh. And so naturally, they say, we out. <laughs> and they take off running back to their camp. And they report the incident to their commanding officer, who is, I did write his name down, Colonel McGregor. Uh, Colonel McGregor. Uh-huh. Like so they tell, they tell their old colonel there. He must have had less detail about him, so I wrote his name down while I was writing the story. <laughs> so Judd and Wilfred tell the colonel um, about the creature they saw. And uh, it's getting late now, though, and night's falling, and the colonel's mama didn't raise no fool, so they're not going about to go out into possibly enemy-infested woods, especially when the enemy's 10 feet tall, hairy, smells like rotting meat, and relieving himself out in the woods with not a care in the world. So they're going to wait for daylight. And in the light of day, him and a party go out, led by Judd and Wilfred, and they find... A 22-inch long, 8-inch wide footprint in the spot where the two privates saw the, the Union Bigfoot. And this is one of the first recorded sightings um, of Bigfoot ever. Hmm. And that's right. I brought this whole podcast back to Bigfoot, y'all. Very good. Damn, son. Yeah, boys, that's all the that's all the yes. Civil War monsters I have. Uh, honorable mention, I did find a thing about somebody thought that uh, Nicolas Cage is a vampire from the Civil War because they found a picture that looks just like him. But the guy who made all those claims and tried to buy the portrait that he says is Nicolas Cage took his uh, article off of his website, so mm. it turned out to be boring. I'm telling you, man, it's all a freaking cover-up. Nick Cage is actually a vampire, but he's hot covering it up. Would Nick, make sense. Nick Cage is, is the national treasure. <laughs> I feel it's not like after he's, dark. I feel like he's Canadian. He's not. No? Uh-uh. Mm. Just American, because he looks Nicholas like Cage the singer from Nickelback. Name. He does. Nicholas Cage is the Nickelback of actors. I love Nicolas Cage. I think um, I think his hate's undeserved. I think he's great. He's very consistent. You always know what you're going to get from a Nick Cage movie. <laughs> well, I don't know if I go that far. But you, I mean, you always know what you're going to get from Nick Cage. Yeah. No, no, you always know what you're going to get from Nick Cage. He's the smartest guy in the movie. He mm -hmm. always has some crazy experiences that you never know what he wanted to be when his, his you never know what his character wanted to be when he grew up. And he's always gonna break character and do something weird and wacky once in the movie. And then he goes back to being the smartest character in the movie again. Yeah. Go check out the Baratech YouTube channel. I feel like uh 
I was looking through some, some of our videos. There. We're get we're getting content up now. There's things to watch. There's stuff and things. Yeah, hopefully, um, this, hopefully this month's upcoming video towards the end of the month will be good. We might have a uh, rare trucker Rick sighting. Oh no, we're going to. I just need to like sit him down. Well, he's coherent. Anyways, what do you love, boys? I'm loving warm weather. I've been wearing shorts and getting sunburned. I am not loving that at all. Um, I'm <laughs> neutral. You, the place you guys live wasn't meant for people. <laughs> fact. Straight up fact. <laughs> it, it was meant for Gila monsters and scorpions, and that's it. <laughs> and rattlesnakes. Yeah. And, and snattle rakes. Snattle and rakes. <laughs> uh, and barely bugs. Loving? I am loving the fact that I have a uh, announcing gig uh, on the 24th. Ooh. Hey, girl. There we go. Wait, what are you announcing? Can we come? Uh, you could, but it's in Tucson on a Saturday morning. Mm, I told, strong, probably not. But I I'll told, encourage you. I told some friends that I would come to Tucson sometime this month. Mm. It's this Saturday? No, it's the 24th. Strong possibility. Mm. I'll be there with you in spirit. I am loving my studio because I moved my desk and stuff around, and it's way better now. Nice. Really, really well organized at this moment. I just got some... Uh, my whiteboard to hang up, my guitars, and my uh, diploma. Nice. Cool. And it'll be like all ready to take it all off the walls so I can paint. Nice. Awesome. Oh, I was going to... Oh, yeah. If you enjoyed Very our last cool. episode and want us to do uh, more band interviews, uh, we're so down. Just let us know. Uh, comment, whatever. Uh, oh, yeah. Apple Music, podcast, whatever you listen to us on. Rank review. It really does help. As Small Town Murder says, the little purple icon, it saves our lives. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead and comment and tell me mm, your favorite soda to put on ice cream. Mm. Like your float, Coke float. What are you into? Orange soda because it's a creamsicle, basically. Yeah, there you, there go. you go. But... Mm. This has been Bear Attack. Go and follow us on social media. We're at Bear Attack or Bear Attack, Bear Attack Podcast or Bear Attack Show. If you can't find us with one, use one of the other two and you'll find us. And if you want We're to see Instagram. more of us, We're Patreon. on Facebook. We're on YouTube. Go follow us on Patreon and help us create more kick-ass content and go places and do things once the world opens up again. And you get more content for the money that you uh, pledge to us on Patreon. Mm -hmm. um yeah go do the internet things and tell people how much you love us because you telling people that you like us is the best way to get more people to listen to us the more people listen the crazier things we can do the better but we get that's true that's blitz bear that's panda bear i am polar bear we'll see you later bye <laughs>
<laughs> I speak whale. <laughs> Man, I wish I spoke whale. <laughs>